welcome, welcome, welcome to the Life After Football Project. We are now at episode number three and we've got our first live interview uh, going out uh, to everybody. And uh, as always, the mission continues that we're here to help as many people, um, as many players as we can uh, make a healthier transition for their life after football. And today I'm joined by a real good friend of mine um, and an old teammate as well too. And we're today um, in, in lots of contact as well to Laurie Wilson. So I'll hand over to Laurie in just a just a second. Um, but before I do, just a quick background of mine and Laurie's connection is that we uh, first met at Colchester United and uh, Laurie might even um, correct me on any mistakes here or um, di digress a little bit further uh, when I hand over to him. But we, we met at Colchester United when I was really just establishing myself. Um, obviously, he was coming through as a youngster as well too. Uh, formed a, a really good friendship um, which we've continued now over probably 15 years or so. Um, and today in close contact, he's gone on to build a great career for himself, both on the pitch and today um, he's achieving some amazing things off the pitch and um, making his own impact. So without further ado, uh, over to you, Laurie, just uh, introduce yourself and I suppose give yourself a little bit of background for anyone who doesn't know uh, your story on the pitch. Hi, mate. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm obviously Laurie Wilson. Um, I, well, what have I played for now? It's probably been about 17 years um, professional football. Um, and I've played for all lots of different teams, <laughs> um, probably more than I can count on one hand. Um, I've played sort of up and down the country and I've played for the, for the likes of Cholton, Stevenage, Colchester, um, Bolton. Peterborough, um, Rotherham. There's, there, yeah, there, there's loads. There's a few, few other other loans in there as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously, my my career's been mainly football. Um, and then towards the end, the last probably three or four years now, it's been more about a transition from football into business, into life after football, um, which I'm sure that you're gonna go into into more detail with uh, in a little little while so I won't I won't divulge too much now um but yeah that's kind of been my my journey really has been sort of well actually I, I'll tell you a little bit more before football as well and that was actually going to, to private school going to boarding school from the age of 13 um still playing football uh still playing for Charlton at the age of 13 but I was actually at private school and and traveling sort of back and forth uh, which my dad obviously I'm um, very thankful for I used to do the journeys and, and take me to every game um but yeah so I've had I've had a probably a slightly different upbringing to to most footballers um which is which is something that I I hold in 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 high high regard when you know I'm talking to, to other people um and yeah just it's it's my my journey has been slightly different to other people um which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about going forward Fantastic. Cheers for that, Lowell. Um, appreciate it. So just um, before we do get started, give me one highlight of your career and one of your lowest moments of your career as well, too. Um, so I'd probably say my my highest. I, I mean, most there's some there's lots of highs like we both know and, and people that have played the game understand the highs and even supporters get the highs and lows that, that players get. Um, and it's an addiction, <laughs> um, which is why we all still go and watch it, which is why we all still want to play it um, at any age, whether we can still move or not. So I've had lots of, of high moments, but if I, if I look back, um, 
probably times where um, playing at Wembley, um, you know, those those boyhood kind of dreams when you're out in the park, you're on the streets, playing with your mates, and, you know, you're talking about Wembley doubles and Wembley singles and, and all of these, and these are like little tournaments and stuff. And, and you know, you, you, you reminisce about scoring the goal at, at Wembley in the final. And, and I think those sort of moments when you, when you step back and go, I've actually played at Wembley twice, um, you know, are, are probably very, very high moments. Um, winning trophies for me uh, is always a high, always a high moment um, in football. And something that actually, when you're playing, you don't appreciate. Um, but when you stop, you 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 look back and you do think, ah, like they 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 were they were good times, you know, with with good players, good groups of lads, um, you know, and and people that you still talk to now. So I'd say that they they were my high moments. Um, a, a very, I'd say something that 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 lives with me really really strongly would probably be the times when my family are watching me and and I always you know when you win and your family are there and, and they've all watched the game and stuff I always I always have a really high you know regard for those sort of times in in the game as well because there's not it's not often that you sort of get to win your family are all there watching and stuff so there's something that I always used to not take for granted um and always 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 enjoy and I'd probably say my lowest moment was getting injured um, just at such an early age. But then on the flip side of that as well, there's there's some good things that have come from it. My my mentality and, and the, my drive and all of those things have actually probably come from that injury. But I actually, I, I broke my leg and, and dislocated my ankle in a, in, in a tackle at 20, 21, I think I was, um, and got told at the time... Um, that I might not be able to play again. All of those things start going through your head. You start then thinking about, oh gosh, you know, do I need to really get a job? And not thought about that for, you know, the last sort of four or five years. Um, and yeah, so that was probably a, a low point because even though I was so young and so driven and thinking, I'm definitely going to play again because that when you're young, you probably don't think anything other than that. But there were times when you, I was told that I might not be able to play at the same level that I was already playing at. Um, a scary moments, and you know, actually, the fact that I did, I managed to come back, and I managed to play higher than the level than when I got injured, um, is kind of a flip side of a bad time. But actually, I've turned it into into something good because, you know, I used that that time to understand me to understand my game to to you know become come a better player when I went back than I was when I left or fitter and stronger than when I left and and that was just through pure kind of determination and an attitude really of, of wanting to get back as quick as possible and, and, and be ready and actually it was quite good because I had a good start to the year got injured and I actually sort of came back um towards the end of that that year um, and managed to play like the last two games of the season. Um, so that was just a, a nice sort of tick off. And, and now we actually got promoted as well that year. So it was nice. Amazing. And I remember it really well. And it's a, it's a really good message, isn't it? You know, to talk about obviously character building. And obviously it says a lot about your attitude, but to have got that test at an early point in your career to obviously have then used that to your own advantage on the pitch. 
Um, obviously, like you said, it served you served you well at the time. But that leads us quite well onto our next point, um, Lowell, which is now we're obviously going to talk about um, the topic of today, which is life after football. And I suppose, like I said, it, it ties into what you was kind of just saying there, or maybe not. So really over to you, really. But the question I want to ask you, um, Lowell, is that I'm intrigued. And the question I always try to ask everybody um, who's now on their transition is that, was there any one particular moment in your journey or was it a series of moments on your journey? Was it just a timing thing um, when you kind of said to yourself, now's the time for me to start to think about my journey on life after football, I need to take action. Or was there moments like you just mentioned there where it maybe have crossed your mind, but you didn't take action there. So maybe just share a little bit more about your journey uh, in getting into the, the next thing. Yeah, I mean, you you probably you've probably said quite a lot in there that all of I think everything you've said there has happened um, in my journeys from it. And I would probably take that moment of getting injured as the the starting point of it all. Um, and at the age of twenty one, that was kind of hard hitting because. I was told that I wasn't going to. So straight away I was thinking, oh, what do I now need to be thinking about after football if this is to happen? Um, thankfully, it didn't. But what it did drive me into is because I because I decided that, you know, I'm going to get back fit, I'm going to get back better than I was. And, and I then started to look at other options in, in injury prevention, um, you know, how to get back stronger, how to be fitter, like what what other people were, were doing and, 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 you know, higher up in, in, the, in the chain and in the ladder um, of football. And they were things like yoga, things like Pilates, um, things like uh, uh, cryo chambers, um, you know, high, uh, high altitude training and slip. all of those things um, were, were there for people. And, and that was in my head that I was then like, right, okay. So I then started, you know, to do Pilates once a week. Um, you know started going on the reformer beds and stuff and and I, and I found such a benefit from it that I then started to think oh could I see myself doing this after football um, because I always knew that because I'd always been told that at an early age of 21 that I might not play again and I know I knew straight away then that it could be taken away from you in a second that there was always that little bit inside me that that, that was kept coming back at me and it was like, just do something, do something. And, and then, you know, I, I kind of went and got my qualifications in mat work, Pilates. Um, and that doesn't mean I was going to use it. I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't, I was planning on sort of doing that. But actually, I then ended up signing for a championship club at Charlton. Um, it, then my, you know, my, my career and, and started to sort of expand even more. And, you know, I was playing every week in the championship and, you, you then quickly forget about the teaching part of it because you're so engrossed and so involved in football and, and everything is about the next game and the next training session and, and all those things. So even though I was doing all of my work, still still going to see a Pilates instructor, you know, once or twice a week, I was still doing yoga once a week. I was still going to a cryo chamber. Like I was doing, still doing all of those things religiously. Um, and that's that's that still kind of was sticking with me so I knew that was there my past then went off up to up north um and again 
was so involved in the championship and win and losing and and that those were times like I was on my own at times as well to start with before my wife came up and, and we lived together up there and I wasn't doing anything with my time and and you know and it was more just going and doing yoga sessions and stuff like that in my, in my spare time um I then I'd probably say four years ago yeah about four years ago um which means I would have been 31 30 31 which suddenly then when your contract lengths start to go down to one year you know, certain clubs then start to say, can't offer you two years, can only offer you one year, you're, you're, you're over 30. And all of those things start to creep in and people have this perception of people over 30 can't, can't play every game of the season. And just little things like that, that, that I then sort of said, you know, I sat down with my wife and sat down with my family and sort of said, look, you know, what, what, do, I, what do I need to do? Like, what, what is it that I need? And, and then I then decided, I was like, right, okay, well, everybody kind of, within football go have you got your badges so do you want to be a coach do you want to be a manager at the time no because I'm playing professional football that's all I concentrate on that's all I want to concentrate on um but I was like right okay well actually I'll do my badges so I decided to you know do my badges I started with the uh, obviously I had the level two already did my UA for B license um passed that so I had my I had my B license. I wasn't using that at the time. Um, so I had it. I had it in my back pocket. I had my Matt, Matt Pilates work. I had um, you know training in in yoga and stuff as well. Med- meditation, breathing bits and stuff. Courses that I was, that I'd done. Um, I then had my way for B. It was all all parked in my back pocket. Um, I then then thought, well, okay, where if I finish, you know, what what is something that that interests me and that I like and that might be teaching. So I thought, right, okay, if I want to be a teacher and I want to be a PE teacher or, you know, in, in, in a secondary school, like what do I need to have to be a teacher? Um, so I then looked and thought, right, well, okay, to be a teacher, you need to have your, you know, degree. And then, and then I was like, right, okay. Hey, looked at what they were offering uh, with the discounts that you get for being a member. Sorry, Lo, you just you, you just went in and out of Wi-Fi then. So you, you went to the PFA, sorry, going from there. Yes, yeah, so I went I went to PFA and with their discounts, um, I looked at some of the, the degrees that were on offer. So they had um they had quite a few, they had quite a few on offer. I, I wasn't too sure I wanted, but what I was looking at more of was that what do you need to be a PE teacher? What degree do you need to be a PE teacher? And um I found out then that actually if you want to work in, you know, private schools and stuff, it actually didn't matter what the degree was in. If you had a degree, that was, that was always the starting point. Um, so I then decided, right, okay, well, I'm going to look at this and the best one on offer at the time, because I had a two year contract and I thought, well, if I got a two year contract, I would like to have done sports science. The sports science degree was, I think it four and a half years. And I just thought that if I retire in two years time, those next two years, I'm still going to be studying, but I'm also going to be having a job. I'm also going to be trying to find a job. All those things. I just think I just thought that was going to be too much for me. So I thought the two year one is perfect. I've got a two year contract. Let's go. So I did um, a sports writing, journalism and uh, broadcasting degree at Staffordshire University. And the PFA were great with this because 
it's a it's an open open learning you go into the university once every six weeks um everything's done online courses um which which was brilliant for me because i then started to take my laptop with me on away trips you know before i used to just sit and either talk or read books or you know play cards like whatever it was whereas then I was like right okay well I have to take my laptop because I have to do work I have to do you know my, my, my uni work um to pass so two years go by I got a first fantastic I had the degree I then managed to get another contract somewhere else so I was still playing football still had all of this on the side um then my brother-in-law came to me um who is um an owner of a financial um, services company sorry Laura can, can I just take you back to the edu- education side of things and we'll come back to obviously where, where you are right now um, just because I want to just just um, understand a little bit better as well too from my own perspective and even for um, anyone who's going to be watching it obviously any of the, the lads in the industry as well too just to talk a little bit about that educational side of things because of um, again for me it's it's new information because of as I shared in the intro to the um uh, to the to the show a few episodes ago is obviously I didn't come from an academic background like yourself um, was never really uh, fully into the education side of things and immersed in that sort of um, area and obviously my transition was a little bit more sudden I suppose than, than yours in the fact that I had to think a little bit quicker on my feet tomorrow so when I find myself in those sorts of conversations around um, going to get degrees and studying and everything like that as well too. I suppose my knowledge is, is really limited and I suppose I only have one perspective on it. So I always want to give a, give a bit of a fair perspective for everybody who's going to be listening in on this. So there might be other boys that might be thinking about the educational route. They might be thinking about the, the degrees and stuff like that. So kind of how how would you feel that that's kind of served you or what advice would you give to anyone who's maybe thinking about the, 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 the degree side of things for themselves? So, I mean, it's yeah, very good question. And, and I would, I would say that go out and do it, go out and get it. It's, it's something for me, it's, it's worked perfectly because although I haven't used it yet, it's given me a peace of mind that I have it. It's given me a belief that, there is other stuff outside of football that I can fall back on. And whether that means whether I want to be a broadcaster, whether I want to do sports writing, whether I want to be a journalist, like whatever those, those things were in the degree, it's given me that, that, that drive and that I can go in a direction. And if it means, you know, some people are, uh, you know, money driven and money led, and it means that actually you're not having to sit and worry about that money coming back in afterwards that you could there's something there that you can go towards um and my whole that whole time when I was when I was doing those things over the last sort of 10-15 years is that my whole plan was that just get as many strings to my bow as possible it was it, it doesn't matter what they're in just get them on board because we all as much as people people don't like to talk about their feelings in football it's a very closed you have to be you have to be closed you have to be hard you you can't show any emotion in it and and actually we are in all honesty if everyone sat down nobody knows what they want to do nobody knows what they want to do at really at the age of you know 13 when you with 13 or 14 when you're picking your GCSEs 
you, you don't really know what you want to be like you know when you then suddenly get to 16 17 like although you you have this that there's a very small minority of people that are very driven and say i want to be a doctor that's what i want and they do it from an early age and they just go all the way through and, and like that's what they want to be there's very few of those in the world that do that everybody else will start something leads into something else leads into something else and then suddenly they find their passion and they find what they want um and i think that's why i just got so many strings to my bow and so and tried so many different things because there is going to become a time where you know what, what i'm doing now which we're obviously going to speak about that i might that i might go ah it's, it, you know i enjoy it it's good it's great you know this that and the other but actually i find myself more in this role within the company not what not this role that i'm doing at the moment and i think you find that you find that in time and i just think that going back to doing the degrees doing those things just go out get them because you have so much time on your hands as a footballer um to get them and and, uh, and if you do them at an early age you can do you can do so many you know uh, i i left mine late um and i wish now that if i'd have started mine you know four or five years before i got my got my first degree that actually I could have had maybe four or five in four or five different different areas and different sectors. And I would have had even more strings to my bow and even more channels for me to go down and, and, and look at. You know what, Lowell, in, in everything that you just spoke for three or four minutes there, there's so much value. And I was, I was trying to listen and take away the bits and pieces as well too. And, and you're absolutely right, you know, to, to get that confidence behind you um, and, and taste a few things if you like and trial a few things is, um, is key and like you said with the timing aspect obviously a lot of people say they don't have the time but in actual fact it's just making it a priority isn't it you know and a couple of things I just kind of want to sort of put to you would you say through going through those different qualifications and then obviously leading on to the degree um, it kind of it, it impacted you as a player as well too on the pitch would you say it gave you an extra confidence and almost um, opened your eyes a little bit to give you a little bit of um, not security in the fact that you was initially um, doing something away from the pitch with it but almost a little bit of um, self-awareness that you know what I'm confident away from the pitch I've got some options now and that can impact my game in a positive way. Yeah definitely I mean like like what it, it you know our managers are very much say people that have got families, people that are married, people that have got kids are completely different players to the ones that are single. Mm. Um, you know, does that give them a little bit more confidence that they've got family back in behind them and they've got them at home and stuff like that? So again, it's exactly that, you know, that you've you've done your work outside of it. Yes, some managers, older managers, look at it and frown upon it. Um, yeah. And it was like that at an like our age growing up was very frowned upon that you know if you read a book on a coach you'd get the mickey taken out of you like you know that those kind of things and and it's i think that stigma's kind of gone now um and i think that you know lots of people do go and read on the on the bus now when you walk on it and you will find people with their laptops open you know doing work and stuff so i think that now that that's gone and managers now see that managers now see that as being clever actually you know they they are preparing for that that doesn't mean they're not concentrating on what they what their job is now but you know 
that they do have um, workloads that they need to keep to. Um, and also, I think that it does give them it gives them a different mindset of actually I, I can switch in and out because what happens usually is I found it that I had to when when I was coming home from football from training. I had to kind of take five or 10 minutes in the car journey before I came in to try and switch off a of football in football mode, because you come in and then it's questions about football from you. You know, you go to you on a weekend, you've played on a Saturday, you come home, you're miserable if you've lost. Um, you then go on a family uh, dinner on a Sunday and everybody's asking you those same questions. How did the game go? This, that, and the other. And there's no switching off because everyone wants to know. Everyone wants you to do well and everything, but no, you never switch off. And actually, it is quite nice sometimes to just do something different. You know, people go fishing, people do all those things, and it's just it's something that is is good to do. And you're benefiting yourself, and you're you're making you're growing as a person. For sure, you took the words right out of my, my mouth. You know, <laughs> what, what, what I was I was just about to say is that what I take from that from listening to Laurie and kind of. As he, as he says, adding a few strings to his bow, by going through that process, it gives you, by doing the qualifications and the education side of things, again, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, Lowe, is that it gives you a, a structure and something to be accountable to that forced you to, like you said, um, self-develop yourself that could develop skills, not necessarily only in that area, because like you said, you haven't tapped into those yet, but maybe that what you've learned through those three or four, um, two or three qualifications there has now helped you on, on your next path, right? Definitely, definitely. And, and you know, you take those, whether that's people skills, um, you know, for instance, the Pilates, that was, that was teaching, you know, other students and other people stuff. So it's, it's finding that patience with people, like all of those things that when you do come out of football and you find a job that, you know, you might not get on with everybody in the office and you do have to be a little bit more patient. And, you know, whether you've got a work either, you know, that, that's working with you, an intern, and, and you have to be patient with them and teaching them how to do things. And people aren't going to get it as quick as you. It's the same as teaching someone how to play football. You know, for us, it becomes easy, whereas other people don't find it easy. And it, it's just finding those patients and finding those ways how to teach and how to learn. And, and you get it with kids. when you Once you have children, you get that um you know and you have to nurture it and you have to find it from somewhere within and you have to read books to to help you do it because you know it's new to everyone everyone that has their, their you know their first child it's new and and you know there's no shame in, in in reading a book and learning about how to how to parent the best um is exactly the same in in anything else that else that you do in, in life and people skills is is so key and talking to people um learning how to speak to people, how to gather information from those people, listening, um, and then being able to go back to them with, with, with problems or, you know, anything at all like that. So, yeah, it, it definitely helps in, in all of those things, all of those regards. I, lo I love it. Transferable skills. Um, obviously, football can be quite narrow, can't it, sometimes? And I think everyone will agree it's quite a different environment to everything else that's out there, right? So yeah. it's, 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 it's always a good thing to broaden your, your horizons a little bit. So now that leads us on to kind of where you're at now, um, Lowell. So really just share with the guys uh, what, you, what you're up to now. Um, obviously, like you said, you're still playing, right? And um, obviously what's happening for you off the field, how long you've been doing it uh, and what does it entail? Yeah, so, um, so 
what was it now? Two years ago, um, I decided to go uh, part-time um, in football. But before then, two years before then, um, my brother-in-law started a financial services company uh, with his business partner. And they had an asset management, which is basically um, where you look after people's uh, ISAs, uh, SIPs, pensions, um, all of those sorts of, you know, investments and stuff. Um, they had that company growing. They, they also had an FX company, which um, is obviously foreign, foreign exchange. Um, and they came to me um, when I was still playing full time and, and kind of just said, look, you know, we know you're coming towards the end of your career. Have you thought about some other bits? You know, as a company where we're looking to expand and and bring on new, um, not so much new people, but to have some new sex sectors within the company. Um, and they was like, we would love for you to kind of come in and, ma and make that transition. Um, at the time, we honestly didn't know what it was, but we knew we wanted to do something together. And it was great for me because I was still playing full time. So on a Wednesday, um, we used to go, I used to be able to go in. Uh, we used to go and have meetings. We used to brainstorm, um, think about what we want to do, uh, people we want to meet. Um, we decided that, okay, let's go and look in the general insurance uh, sector. Um, met so many people, so many bad meetings, some good ones. Um, and we just weren't getting that vibe. We just weren't getting that energy. Next thing we know, we, we ended up getting into with Vitality. Um, had a chat with Vitality and they had a life and health insurance um, arm that they that they basically that we could look after and be an, uh, appointed reps of. So we was like, right, great. You know, this is this is going to align really nicely. Um, health, wellness, all of those things, which is what I love um, and do outside of football as well. So I was like, right, let's great. So let's get that. So we got that sector in. Um, and then more recently, um, we've actually now gone into the general insurance arm as well. And um, we also do wills and estate planning for people. Um, and we also put on wellness days for our corporate clients. Um, so those, those, are, those are the sectors within the company. Um, and at the time, again, like I said, we were doing, I was kind of doing this part-time. Um, we employed um, Georgia to start with, and uh, she looked after, she's a, a life and health uh, specialist, and she looked after all of the life and health. And I used to, again, just come in and out with contacts with football and introductions and stuff like that. Um, and it was perfect for me because I was still playing, um, doing bits on the side and, and, and finding my feet within, you know, going into an office, going in and doing those things. This, this was pre-COVID. And we then was, we, you know, thankfully we, we kind of expanded really quickly and we, and we kind of shot up really quickly with, with the, the work that we were doing. And we got to a point where we said, ah, we're, we've got too much work on. Um, we need to, maybe employ another person on on the life and health side to help Georgia out and we kind of sat down we had a chat and we kind of said look you know I'm coming up to the end of my final year of my second year um you know why don't I come on board instead of us paying somebody else to do that you know why don't I come on board take it you know take a salary and 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 build it up myself with, with Georgia so we was like 
great. So so it kind of it, that all came within COVID as well and, and the pandemic. And I kind of sat back and, and, and made those decisions with my family and said, look, you know, the company needs somebody in. Um, we can grow it. It's something that I can do for the rest of my life if I want to. Um, football, who knows at the time as well. Nobody knew whether football was going to come back and be the same. You know, we definitely knew that the money wasn't going to be there in the lower leagues um, like it is in the Premier League, that all of those cuts were going to have to be made. It was going to be a lot harder for, you know, your 31 or 32-year-olds to, to be getting contracts. Um, so I kind of made that decision and, and, and said, I was with Ebsfleet at the time as well. And um, they were they were going, they were going into a part-time league, but we're going to keep training full-time. And I just said, that's just not going to work for me now. Um, so that's when I signed for Billericay. And that's the that's the journey now of that I train part-time. I train on a Tuesday and a Thursday evening, play games on Saturday. But that gives me, that frees my whole day up to work within the company and grow the company, which um, obviously I'm a founding partner of as well. So I have a vested interest um in that side of it as well amazing mate R really good and um obviously the work that you're doing now is is incredible and it's uh, it's great to have watched the short journey so far see it all really punching on and um obviously get yourself in a great position now as well too uh, where you find yourself obviously as, as a company so really just to to kind of package um Laurie's last couple of years really um again correct me if i'm i'm, I'm wrong lol um, I can say this to Laurie, I won't be able to say this to everybody I'll probably have on the call is that um, Laurie's reached that kind of tipping point of going past the 30 year old mark a um, couple of years on from there, obviously, um, as, as, as he shares there, obviously, um, for all footballers, mostly in, a, in their majority, unless you're Ronaldo, you're, you're, um, your career starts to decline, obviously, financially, um, the, the opportunities um, coming forward and stuff like that. And Obviously, that got got him into a position to obviously really obviously open up more more discussions with with his brother in law, and obviously um, then obviously come up with the uh, the concept for everything that he's he's doing and explain there. And then obviously they reached that tipping point where you had got enough momentum, right, Lowell, uh, in what you was doing off the pitch, and then obviously seeing actually that spending more time on the pitch could potentially be counterproductive even though that you still want an invested interest in the game and you still want obviously that that fire burning for as long as you possibly can in in those later years right that, yeah you're, you're spot on there and, and that's why that's why I love it like I have a burning desire in 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 keeping fit um being active like every you you get the buzz when you're when you're a footballer you, even when you're not a footballer you get the buzz of playing football and for me, I love to keep active. I love to keep fit. So regardless whether I play football or I didn't, I would still do my fitness and I would still do bits in the gym and, and, and what have you. So for me, it's, keep, it's keeping my mind on a Tuesday and a Thursday that, you know, I don't have to think about what I can do, what do I have to do in the gym today, this, that and the other. My mind's fully on, I've got two football sessions and I've got a game on a Saturday and, and they're my concentration points, um, which is which is always so key to again to switch off from work. You know, especially now you're working from home. Well, I work from home most of the time. I'll go in the office two days a week, and 
you know, when you're working at home, when you run your own business, um, you'll know this more than anyone that when you spend a couple of hours out during the day or, you know, you put the kids to bed at night, you go back on the laptop and you and you catch up with emails or, you know, you, you, you get prepared again for the next day or meetings that you've got the next day. And you find yourself still up at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. On, on the computer doing stuff because you're running your own business and, and, and you want it to succeed. And sometimes you need that switch off and, and football still is that for me. And it's, and, and, you know, and that is exactly what it's great for is that it, it switches you off from, from that mode, that work mode. Um, and I'm able to, you know, it's hard sometimes, but, you know, putting two hats on and there'll be days where I'm, I'm in meetings all day on, on a Tuesday, say, um, well, let's say a Thursday, I'm going down on a Thursday. So I'm, I'm in meetings all day on a Thursday. And then I literally come back. Um, you know, my son's back from school. I say hello to him. I run upstairs, I get changed. And then I come back downstairs again. And he's like, Daddy, you off the football? And I'm like, yeah, I'll see you in the morning sort of thing. And, you know, you know, kiss goodnight, off to bed. And, and then I'm at the front door. And it's kind of like those, those times can be hard. Um you know, but actually it's, it's, it's needed as well because it, it gives me, it gives us, uh, you know, in household a, a little bit of like sort of tranquil and, 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 and I'm happy. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a nicer environment. Uh, like, you know, it, when you, when you don't do your fitness, when you, when you haven't done something, you know, my wife and I are very active people. And if we haven't done something or, you know, gone for a walk or something, we, you know, we can, we can both be moody. And, 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 you know, actually everyone wants a happy home, don't they? And when you're both happy, everyone's happy. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's just finding that balance and what that balance means for you, you know, to be yeah. well-rounded a, as an individual, as a family, and obviously as, as, as a couple as well too. And it takes time. It takes a lot of practice. Um, and it, it takes obviously going through that process as well. So obviously with, with that, Lowell, to just um, finish on that point really is that, Obviously, we always want to be transparent as possible to anyone who kind of listens to this back. And obviously, speaking from my own experience, and then I'll pass it over to Laurie, is that obviously there are challenges. We don't want there to be um, a perception that we're like, oh, do you know what? It's just a, a flick of a switch and that, that transfer of life after football can happen. But at the same time, what I'll always share is that, listen, when you're building a business or on a new path for life after football, there are just like, like everything, there are challenges. There's ups, there's downs, there's, as, as Laurie shares there, there's good days, there's bad days, uh, there's good weeks and bad weeks and there's good months and bad months. So for me, going back to the football industry is that we're kind of a little bit accustomed to that, right? You know, you used to, sometimes you might have a bad game get brought off or just have a bad weekend from it you might be going through a bad period you get your your injuries and 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 the list really can go on um so i suppose really how was that 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 roller coaster within the footballing world and those uh things that you have to overcome helped you in building your business in those those early few years that you've managed to to to, to um obviously achieve some success now yeah good question um and a lot, a lot of it kind of until you you ask that question and and then I start to think about the things that that happen now and the reasons why they happen and the reason why I act and react the way I do in certain situations is probably because of football and, and the way that I've been brought up with, with those things. So there's a lot of transferable skills 
um, that you learn within football um, that you do do now. You know, I, I deal with clients day to day, and I deal with with clients claiming and issues and 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 things like that all the time, and and you know, disgruntled sometimes, and and happy customers, and you know, you get all of those things, and you're talking about highs and lows in football, and. I was kind of always taught in football that, you know, never be too high and never be too low. Um, you know, if you can kind of find that consistency throughout, um, you'll always you'll always do well because, you know, when the people that tend to go up and down, up and down, up and down, is it's the same as their consistency on the pitch because they're up this up here one week and, and they're at a nine or a ten and then the following week they're at a four. You know, managers don't, don't tend to play those players week in, week out. They like to play, you know, a, a seven, eight out of ten, sixes, like on the occasional six, you know, but a seven out of ten is is the players that you, if you really step back and look at, that they play every week because they're consistent at that level. Um, and I think if I take it, you know, back to those things with, with work, you know, you get excited about, uh, you know, somebody somebody coming on board a company coming on board and, and and all the rest of the staff but then you also know how to kind of react to that and, and just take it as it is and you know you move on to the next thing and, and you, you celebrate it at that time and, and you're appreciative of it all but you make sure that the work's done thorough and, and and you make sure because that in football it's I was always quite particular and I made sure that you know I was I was always there was no stone unturned when I went out to play and it was always to make sure that, you know, that I'd drunk enough, that I'd eaten the right foods and I'd done all those things because if I did have a bad game, I just had a bad game. Like it wasn't, you know, because, oh, you hadn't done this, you hadn't done that. It was like, no, I always prepared properly. And if I had a bad game, I had a bad game. If I had a good game, I was just playing well. And, you know, how? let's see if we can, we can keep that going for as long as I can. Um, so yeah, so I think that you, you do you take that you take your levels and your professionalism um, on the pitch and you take it off the pitch in, in work life. Um, and and also I think that you learn how to with football, you know what it's like that you you could be playing for someone down south and within a month you could be playing for a team up north. Or, you know, within a month within within five months you could be played you could have played at three different teams could have been on loan three times like all of those things that you just you're just put you're just plonked into these situations as players and you you, you just deal with it you just get on and you deal with it and, and you and your your common ground is playing football you know and actually when you come out of of that world and you go into you know the the real world as people would say is you know, it's exactly the same. You're going to meet people that you've never met before. You know, how do you deal with those situations? And it's and it's good that at an early age you are you are dealt those things because you're put in situations like that that you probably will never be put in again. Um, but it's just learning those transferable skills. And you do a lot of talking now and open speaking. Um, you know, you never you never would have been able to. Say my name. Um, yeah. Before you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah, like how many times when you were a kid, you would have just you would have just sat in a dressing room, wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't have said a thing. Um, you know, and actually, it's 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 being put in those situations in front of people that you've never seen before, um, and being able to speak, and it's it's brilliant. Amazing, mate, and um, absolute nail on the head. Um, love it. Yeah. So, 
So, so, so, so Laurie, obviously for everybody who's, who's listened in to uh, this episode, really just um, an opportunity for every speaker as always to promote themselves, promote their services, um, and maybe just share with any listeners of how you might be able to help and benefit a, any listeners, any lads, or anybody. Yeah, I mean, obviously I've said, you know, what we do in the financial services and, and, and the groups that we've got, which is obviously asset management, uh, FX, um, life and health insurance, general insurance, uh, wills and estate planning and, and wellness. And um, what I would say is that my door is always open, my phone is always on, and there's nothing more than what I would like is for people to follow in, in, in my footsteps. It, what, when I say follow in my footsteps, don't be me, don't be what I'm like, but actually come in. Um, we're more than happy to, to have people to come in the office, see what it's like being in an office. Um, you know, whether that's answering a couple of phone calls, speaking to a few people, just really taking the time. And that's something that we actually have sat down the last couple of months and, and trying to set up um, a structure for um, professional footballers that are coming, or not even just footballers, just professional sports people that are coming out of the game and offering them, you know, a time and place and to, to be, because we are, we are used to being told where to be at what time, what to wear, you know, what to eat, all of those things. And suddenly you, you come out and, and, and you've not got somebody telling you that. And, and sometimes it's nice to try and find your own way. And, and we're definitely open for people to come in. And whether that's, you know, a week, one day, um, you know, a month, two months, we'd love to have, you know, anybody that wants to just see what we do, um, see how an office works, you know, and if they do find the love of it and, and interest in any of it, you know, we're there to, to back it and to help them and support them in whether that's exams and, and taking studying and, and all the rest of it, um, you know, and knowledge and, and learning. So that is something that we we are, that's a project of ours um, in the next few months, really, of, of really promoting for, for people that are coming out of the game. Wow. Um, well, that, that's really kind of you, mate. I, I wasn't expecting that um, yeah. at all. So... Listen, I'll, I'll put a little crop on this as well too and, and we'll stick that out because of we want that to, to go into as many year olds as, as it can possibly because of I think back to myself 10 years ago or so and if I would have listened to that, been in a place where I was looking for opportunity and the life after football and to go and even just mirror yourself, um, get a chance to, to rub shoulders with Laurie and the team there, see what they're up to learn and as, as Laurie says there if you find some passions within it um, take some directions for these guys there might even be some opportunities and some new doors that can open for you um, really really kind of you mate so really appreciate obviously you sharing that on the show and maybe when you're a little bit further down the road in sharing and documenting a little bit more on that side of things we can have you on um, just to share um, 20 minutes on all of that side of things and maybe even <laughs> give the guys a little bit of an insight on the office as well too would be amazing you know definitely definitely would love would love that brilliant mate so just in, in finishing uh laurie so by the way um just give any uh instagram or facebook or websites or anything that you want to share with the guys because of where, where can people find you for what you just said there or even just to um, benefit from any of your services within the insurance uh, sector as well too yeah so i think my my, my personal one is um at, at laurie underscore wilson um, which I'm sure you're probably at on 
on the, on the podcast when you when you when you put it up and stuff. Um, and then the will you financial will you financial services will you financial group it's under on Instagram um, and LinkedIn. So perfect, that's mate. Cool. We'll- We'll all stick right. it. We'll stick it all on the on the social medias and stuff. You you know what I'm like in a way, mate. So we'll make sure we do that. Um, and and one last question, Lol, is that what would you what advice? What top advice would you give to your 25 year old self um, that's doing nothing outside of uh, of football right now? That's doing nothing outside of football. Yeah, that that, that maybe has listened to something like this. Okay. Wants yeah. to make a start. And um, what, what what would you what would you <laughs> Yeah, cast your mind back 10 years. What advice would yeah. you give to yourself? Start it now. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking, do it now. Start early. Um, but the main, probably the main thing that I would that I would take from football, and that's, you know, taking away the starting the degrees and starting just, just looking at a few things that you find passionate about, just having a look at those things, because I think that they're, they're givens and we should all be looking at doing that at an earlier age. But the one thing that I would take from football more, um, looking back now, coming out of the game, is that make as many connections as you can. Because when you're when you're on your when you when you leave football, when you're on that transition period, that because you've been in that world for so long and, and know those people around you, they are not going to be nine times out of ten the people that you lean on to start with and ask for help, ask for advice, all of those things. So if you can make as many connections as you can on the way, um, it will lead you in good stead because those people are the ones that will want to help you because you had the time to speak to them, to find out about them, all of those things. And and what you probably don't realise now is that those people are usually nine times out of 10 because they're in the boardrooms, they're the directors of big companies, they're the CEOs, they're, you know, they're all of these people, um, you know, that have got the companies that have done all of those things. And when you then lean back on them and say, oh, can you help me with this? Or I'm thinking about this, can you help with this? They're the ones that probably have the connections that, that are able to get your foot in the door in those situations. So I definitely think that having connections and making connections with as many people within within the club, um, within the supporters, the the uh, people that sponsors, all of those, all of those people, just just take your time and you know it takes five or ten minutes to have conversations with somebody, you know, once a week. Um, and trust me, they they are the people that you know. I found it myself now, um, running the company, running the business, and and making calls to people of, of, you know, my old, my old directors of, 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 you know, Charlton and the old managing directors and stuff. And you're, you're making those calls now because you need a bit of help or guidance on something. And, and they're pushing me in, indoors that I never would have been able to get into on my own. And, and they're helping me get a foot in, in, in those doors. So those connections are priceless. I feel like you're talking to me 10 years, <laughs> 10, 10 years ago. And I'm nodding my head, my head in approval. So um, thanks for sharing with that, uh, Laurie. Appreciate your time. Um, appreciate all the value that you've given and the opportunity to the guys. So guys, um, looking forward to everyone uh, listening to this episode. Um, I think it's going to serve everyone incredibly well. Looking forward to the, uh, the upcoming episodes as well too as we continue on the journey and give as much, uh, as much value and as much content. Um, as we can over the coming weeks and months as well too and uh, as always whatever platform that you're listening to this on whether it's itunes whether it's spotify whether it's on youtube wherever it is just subscribe 
would love some feedback. Would love some feedback for Laurie as well too. Would love some some feedback of how you're finding the show um, so far. And um, enjoy your day. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch you real soon. Thanks again, Laurie. Thanks, mate. Speak to you soon.